Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Merry Christmas, everybody. First things first. Raise your hand if you think my shirt looks like a candy cane. Because I told Emily I was wearing a candy cane shirt because she wanted to match or whatever. But I I'm just didn't want to clash, actually. It might look pink from far away. TV does some things okay. with some thin lines. Just so y'all know, this is a candy cane. I came dressed as a candy cane because it's Christmas. That's the second gift. The first gift is... <laughs> this is our special Christmas guest. We're so excited. This is Courtney. You may know her from her Instagram account, Cake by Courtney, where she feeds the whole world cake. A lot of cake. A lot of cake. That's so Why good. Why did we invite so... her on our one when we taught Second Kings? I know. I listened Testament. to that, and we talked about cake, and you're like, "Don't translate it to anything." And I just want it to be cake, and I was like, "Yes, keep it cake. Cake so awesome. made it better." In the Old Testament, you can. Back. I, okay. I would love to. That is brings it. That's so my moment. Somebody <laughs> mark it down. It's gonna happen. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. We're so excited um, to be here in Courtney's home and to be talking about Christmas all together. And at the end, um, she is going to teach us how to make a cake. I'm going to eat the cake. Yes. Um, that's all our contributions. Emily's gonna <laughs> smell the cake since she is gluten free. So. It'll smell good, I'm sure. It's gonna, it's gonna be great. So good. You guys are gonna love the cake. And it's so fun with what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So I think maybe the. Th Do we ever have a theme? The theme's Christmas, but let's think about this. What's the most exciting part of Christmas? Presents. Like everybody pretends it's other things, <laughs> like service and like the world or whatever. But really, Everybody looks forward to gifts. And it's awesome because Christmas is the only holiday where you don't leave anybody out, right? You just give gifts to everybody. And how perfect is that, that um, the gift of Jesus was a gift for everybody. And, and it's, it's one that keeps giving and spreading. Like you just, it, it's a time of year where you just wanna keep um, giving. And I think that's, that started in Bethlehem when that savior was born for all right? And, and it's neat. Um, there's so many names of Jesus. And one of our favorites is the name that Jesus is given in Matthew chapter one. I always feel really happy for Mary and Joseph because they were given the name by the angel. And that's the hardest part for me and Jenny so to pick a name. I've never thought about that. Totally lucky that. It's really lucky true. That. Did you know my youngest daughter, Grace, I changed her name when she was 18 months old? You did. True. Oh, no, I remember you telling this story yeah, about this. I did. Yes. Yeah, that's how hard names are. Yeah. So we almost changed Caleb's and he's six. So bless his heart. So he was given that name Jesus, which is a word that means one who helps or saves. But an, the angel also um, quoted an Isaiah prophecy about Jesus and gave this other name for him in Matthew 1. It's 23. You remember this phrase, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And, and P.S., who wonders what it's like to be Mary right then? And maybe she'd grown up reading that verse and she was like, I did not know that was about me yes. until today. Yeah. You know, that's just that's wild so awesome. to think of yep. what God has had in mind. But he says, 
shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And that is a word, and he gives you the translation of that Hebrew name, which means God with us. That this was a, a prophecy of Isaiah that says God will actually come to this world, and he will live on our streets, and he will live in our places and be among us. And it's one of the most beautiful names because God belongs in on a throne and he belongs up in heaven is what you think. But his choice, his choice of love was to come down here and to be among us in this place. Emmanuel is probably one of my most favorite names of Jesus Christ because I love when we come to understand that he meets us where we are as we are. That's Emmanuel. In fact, on my Christmas playlist, I have O Come, O Come, Emmanuel by every person who's ever sung it in the world because it is my favorite Christmas song. Because I want the reminder. I want the reminder that no matter where I am, that's the gift Christ brings is he's going to meet me in that place. In the Book of Mormon, the angel in 1 Nephi 11 uses a different name for Emmanuel which will make you love the name Emmanuel even more because the angel wants to teach Nephi about the condescension of God. And that word condescension actually means the same thing as the word Emmanuel does. It means the ability of God to come to your level. That is condescension. It's such a big word and it's a word that we don't like necessarily connect with. Yeah, it doesn't sound, it sounds like if someone's been condescending, you know, or yeah. something like that, where you're yeah. kind of like, it's got or a like negative rain. feeling. Does anyone else ever think of, con <laughs> I'm going to say the wrong word, and then I'm like, Oh, condensation. condensation. <laughs> yes. That is what always happens to me when I get here. I'm like, it's like rain. Um, yeah, it's rain. So, <laughs> the first time I was like, oh, because it comes down? Like, well, what did you mean? That, that's that ties it in, though. Yeah. Actually, you're the word a little bit better. I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> Okay. Um, it was all on purpose, Emily. Rain yes, is good. Totally it, com voice. it comes down and brings life <laughs> to where you are. Yeah. Good. Good. You connection. were right all along. Thank you. <laughs> um, so when the angel tells Nephi about this, he's like, "Do you know what I'm talking about?" And I love when Nephi is like, "No, I actually have no idea what you're talking about." Right? It would be like teaching a first grader about the word condescension. And I love that instead of trying to describe it to him with a sentence. The angel says, look, let me just show you what condescension looks like. And this might be a really fun chapter to sit down and read with your kids. And if you do, one of my favorite ways to teach this is to have them actually draw on paper what Nephi would have seen. And the first thing the angel tells him to look at, he says in verse 20, and I looked and beheld the virgin bearing a child in her arms. And the angel said unto me, Behold the Lamb of God. Do you now know the meaning? So the first place we meet the Savior is in this stable. It's in the lowest of all places he could have been born on the earth. And I love that what the angel is trying to show in that moment is he came to the least. We have a favorite character in the nativity story that is true about both of us and before we even knew each other it was true and it's the shepherd and this year desert book asked if they could make a nativity set to go with our children's book and we kind of got to look at all of the pieces and when we saw the shepherd they had put in there we were like no that's not right that's the wrong <laughs> shepherd and they were like 
like he needs to be running. We want a running shepherd. And it is the joke now at Deseret Book when anyone asks us about our nativity, they're like, oh, is that the one with the running shepherd? <laughs> but it's because of this is why we love it. If you read the story in Luke 2, it actually tells you when the angels came and they told them the, about the baby, there's two things they said, let us now go. We love that it was like instantaneous. It was yeah. immediate. They were like, just dropped whatever they were doing and went with haste, it tells us. They didn't take their time. And I love the thought of those shepherds just running through the street. And sometimes I think to myself, the reason why is because, do you ever think they wondered, wait, we are the ones who get to go? They, yeah. they picked yeah. us to be the first one because we're the least. We're, we're the ones who are forgotten. We're the ones no one even remembers about. And for some reason on that night, they were the highest. That's where the angels came and they got to go see the gift before anyone else. And I love the lesson of condescension we learn right here in this, in this place is, he will come to the least of all places, to the least of all people. And I love that it was in the darkest hours of the night is when that moment happened. That is condescension, that is Emmanuel. I, I also was just thinking as you were talking about that as them running to go see this gift. Like I just said, was thinking about my own kids on Christmas morning. Mm, yeah. yes. Like you tell them, there is a gift downstairs. Someone has left you one. Which is exactly what happened that first morning. Yeah. Is the angels came and said, there's a gift wrapped up for you. And it's in a and, place you would know. And right. it's in a place that is familiar to you. It's, it's in a place where you have birthed lambs how many times? And they walk into this place that is just run into this yeah, place. Run into this yeah. place that is just home to them, and that is where their gift is. If you go to the next time the angel says, "Look, um, it, you're going to see as you read through that whole section," you get to verse 28, and it talks about what Jesus would do. It says he went forth ministering unto the people. And he talks about how they were gathered together in verse 31, multitudes who were sick and who were afflicted with all manner of diseases and with devils and with unclean spirits. And they all were healed by the power of the Lamb of God. Okay, this is condescension. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. It's when he comes into your worst places, those, those dark moments in your life, that's where he shows up that's condescension and i love the thought of that of him coming into that space and and also again like to people that you wouldn't normally expect him to to come to yes you know when a really important person remember like when the vice presidential like debate happened here in salt lake like you that was yes. a golden ticket to yes. be able to go to that like you're not allowed to come because those are considered really important people but when the god of heaven came to the world like it, the most unexpected people got the invitation. Well, they got and the got ticket. to be with him. Right. And, got to, um, and the gift he brought to them is so interesting when you think about it. His name, Savior, can also be translated as sozo, which is Greek for Savior. And I love the definition of that word, of saving. When you think about if someone asks you, have you been saved? And you think about that word sozo, it means this, to save a suffering one from perishing. One suffering from a disease will be made well. It's healing, 
it's restorative, it's restoring to health, it's preserving, it's deliverance. I love when you say the name Savior or you talk about his gift that he came to save us. We're talking about a gift that he came to heal us from whatever is going on and that's what we're shown in this verse. And then the last one I love is um, when he tells him to look again and he's lifted up on the cross. And again, you think that was the lowest form of death, the, the worst. It was the most humiliating form of death that they could think about. And that, that was like the most important moment of his entire life. That's when the promised healing and the deliverance and the saving and the rescuing all came to fruition. And I love that that image of the cross, that is what the angel was like, look, this is condescension. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us in that moment. And just how beautiful it is to think about how he comes and he meets us where we are, as we are, in the lowest and darkest and hardest places of our life, and he brings healing into that place. Yeah, and how, it's just so neat. I just keep thinking today for the first time how just sweet it is that that people would have felt like, wait, me? Like yes. you, you came for someone like me? Yeah. And the answer keeps being yes, you know? Like I, it was so undeserved. It gives me hope. Right? Like, yes. I, okay, he did that for them and he went and met the shepherds first, like, and went to the lowest of lows or the least of these. And I feel that way sometimes. I'm the least of these. Like, and that gives me hope that I yes. get to be encompassed in that healing and all that incredible miracles that he'll work. Just yep. knowing that there's nowhere he wouldn't yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was the hope. message from the beginning of his life and it was the message at the end of his life, right? That like uh, I, it, everybody, anybody and everybody. Well, and I love how it depicts too that we, for our like greatest, I think, hope for our relationship with Christ is to be in our most humble place, like a shepherd, right? Mm. They kind of just the vision, I don't know, the relationship there. Yes. For us too, personally, to be at that point, the most humble place for us. That's where we really start to develop our relationship with Christ. And I love that so much because isn't it interesting that when he came to them, when he enters into their story, yeah. it's in the place where their story takes place, yeah. which is so neat to me that he's like, I'll come to your stable. I'll come to the place where you do your work. I'll come to the place that is your existence. And he'll do that for all of us, for every one of us. Right, for them, he's like, I'm an, I will come as a lamb. Yes. Because that is what you are gonna be most familiar with. It's what you're gonna recognize me as. And I think one of the, the benefits of the Book of Mormon is it gives another Christmas story to another group of people mm -hmm. in a wildly different kind of situation. Yeah. And still he came with saving and he came with gifts, but in, in a, like, it wasn't these sweet shepherd fields, you yes. know, with, with yep. baby lambs. And there was still condescension in right. the story you're about to tell. Yeah. There's still Emmanuel, God with us. But it's a, it's a different Christmas story, and it's so awesome to see the same pattern. Yeah, because it's so, it's so like dramatic, and like it's like, really, the Lord should write Netflix specials, because <laughs> like it's so like, right, you remember that Samuel the layman had given the sign, and they said it's gonna be in five years, and, and there's just waiting. And a lot of you are in a waiting place, where you're like, wait, there have been promises made, mm -hmm. And there have been prophecies and when are they going to happen? And, 
and you're counting down, uh, you, you know, for, for these things to happen and that's what they're doing. And then finally people start saying, well, it's not going to happen. And, and you're just grasping onto hope because you're like, man, it's all, it's all I had left. And, and then days keep on passing by and, and you got Nephi who says, I cried mightily unto the Lord, like all that day. And I, I bet he's not the only one who was doing that. Yeah. Where he's just like, I, have, I don't know where else to turn. I don't know what else to do. I, I, I wanted this to be true. I, I, you know, and they are just like, oh, we need rescue. And, and the bad guys, <laughs> the bad guys. <laughs> they're, they're just going to be the bad guys. Okay, yeah. um, the bad guys come and they say, listen, if he does not come by this day, this particular day, um, then you're all going to be executed. And that is when it's like, oh, you imagine families just out on their back porch and yeah. they watch the sunset every night because the sign was when the sun went down, it would not get dark, that there would be a day and a night and a day with no darkness. And they just waited. And what do you say to your kids when the sun goes down? Yeah. And you're like, every night. Yeah, maybe it's tomorrow. You know, like, let's just, we'll just keep waiting. Don't give up hope. Yeah. Like the answer is going to come eventually. And then on the very, very last moment, <laughs> right? This is why it was like, how, God's known this for years. Why do you wait to this last moment? After Nephi cries mightily all day long, the voice of the Lord came unto him. This is third Nephi chapter one, verse 13. He says, lift up your head and be of good cheer. Doesn't that sound like those angels on the shepherd fields yes. when they said, we have glad tidings of great joy for you today. For behold, the time is at hand, and on this night shall the sign be given. And on the morrow I come into the world. Everybody will have a time in their life when they've been waiting and, and hoping for him to, him to come. And, and the promise of God is, We'll all have a this night. That on this night, you're going to be rescued. On this night, you are going to be saved. Eventually, is 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 going to happen, and it does for them. They got, Nephi tells everybody he runs like a shepherd <laughs> from house to house. Right? Can you imagine yeah. when he learned that? They, he's got to go tell everybody right. in the in the sure. ward. Um, you guys, you know, he's just like door to door to door. I've got such good news. Like this is the night. This is the one we've been waiting for. Um, and they gather and they all together, they watch that sunset. And as it sets, like, can you just like, you know, and he's like looking at everything. Like, are you sure he said this night? Like this night. And he's like, yes, yes. <laughs> and that sun set and then it was, uh, bright. It was, there was, there was light. And I they, can't even imagine that. Yeah. Really, right? I know. Just, well, I mean, I can, cause I have my personal moment of this, right. Where I'm waiting yes. for him to come and that answer but like this moment, it's gotta be a hundred times what I was feeling yes. with my personal. Yeah, or or similar. I don't know. Where yeah. You're just like, wow. I mean, just, that's Overcome. really sweet for you to yeah. say. Like, I've had a, a moment like that where he came in my night. But at the very last, said, it was right. like, I'm I'm at my last. I don't even know what to grasp at anymore. I need you. I put in all the work. I've been diligent. I uh, need you. And right? I, like, and yes. it's the very last moment he comes. Yeah. And, and you love that they were so astonished in that moment. Like they knew it was going to happen. But still they, they were so astonished <laughs> when it really happened that they just fell to the earth. And yeah. isn't that so true for us too, that we, we are banking on a promise 
and we know he can do it yeah. and we've prayed for it for so long but there is something about when he really shows up in that moment that it is it's astonishing to us mm -hmm. and it's so humbling in that moment to realize i've been remembered mm -hmm. in this moment yeah and it, it's it's sweet that well, the best gifts are, the, are surprises anyways, yes. right? The best, yeah. you know, and what, what a surprise it was that, again, to an undeserving people. Like, what, what, why did we deserve this? And it's sweet that on this side of the world, um, angels come and, and a star comes and, and he comes as a lamb, you know, to, you know, with that message and that gift mm -hmm. to them. And he's, a, he's the sunrise over on the other side of of the world and light and light right that he's just like i'm, I'm gonna come in in the way that you need and we have on here also this where it says he came to earth as a redeemer and we love the hebrew meaning of this word redeemer which in the book don't be afraid everybody <laughs> it says tada and I, it's really with a p but so but funny. when I wrote I it, I spelled my... <laughs> it out. Everybody, Pada. That's the name. He but, chose his own name. Everyone. So sorry, you can change it to a P or don't, because do don't you want Jesus's coming to be like a Tada? But Tada is a cooler word. But Pada with a P, the meaning of that is better, which is that he will preserve, deliver, or rescue by any means whatever it takes to rescue any kind of person, that is what he came to do. And that is sweet in all, in, in all of these, in both of these stories, but in everybody's individual yep. story. I love as you think about um, Emmanuel, God with us, or condescension, um, him coming down to our level, or that thought about savior, and the healing in your darkest moments or redeemer that by any means he can show up. It, it could be the sun not going down. It could be in a manger to these shepherds. It could be on a cross, right? It was like by any means, right? Yeah, by any means he is willing to show up. And it's interesting because as you start looking in the stories of the scriptures, he really does, right? For Peter, he shows up as a lifeguard in the moment when he needs him. You, you just could start going through and naming all these people. For the centurion at the at the gate of Gethsemane, he comes as a healer, right? He, he restores. In that moment, the, in everybody's individual story, there are these little moments of him showing up by any means to heal and to be with us. And we love that um, he came as God's greatest gift. And when we think about gifts, like you were talking about at the very beginning, that it was a gift for everyone. And I love that it's not the same gift for everyone. It's intimate and individual and personal according to your story and what you need. Well, like a parent knows how to do on Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to give Weston and Avery gifts, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but I know how to give my kids kids right. because I, I know there's I know their stories I know their needs I know their loves I know what you know all of those things well I was thinking too as you're saying that he does it individually and our our gift and how he comes for us to see looking back on my relationship with Christ as it strengthened even in the last really three years for me I can look back and I didn't recognize how he was coming to me years ago in the moment but now looking back I'm like oh no, he was in this moment in the kitchen with me on the first cake that I ever made. Mm -hmm. He was there. Yeah. And on the second one, 
he was in there, the spirit was there. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I connected all the dots, mm. right? And so now I'm like, okay, I know how he comes to me or I know better, you know, yes. as my relationship with him strengthens. And so I don't know, it's been neat for me to kind of piece together kind of my my relationship and my script with Christ um, to see where, where he's come to meet me individually, which is going to be different from the two of you and yeah. my kids and my husband and each of us. Yeah. yeah. We love that thought, and Courtney's been studying that just a little bit about what does it look like, these good gifts and him coming as the gift, and is there anything else you want to share well, about I, that? Well, with Light the World, and I was thinking of the Christ Child video, and we watched that again yes. in that moment when the wise man comes he to Yes, if you haven't seen that video yet, you're oh, like, oh. are you alive? No, <laughs> you aren't. You, have you to, haven't lived. You have and everyone say your favorite part. Let's just take a pause. Okay, well, this what is my is favorite your part. favorite moment? That also, I have a tie, and one of my moments is yeah. the wise men, partly because there's so many. Yeah. I do uh, love that uh, there are so many. And the second one for me is that there was a midwife there. Do you love oh, yes. that part that there was like another woman in that moment? Because I've always worried about that. Like, I have lost sleep over <laughs> how did that work happened. out on that first night. And all of a sudden, when that woman showed up, I just started bawling the first time I saw. What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite part is just how well they show. Like the reality of, like just the dirtiness mm. of that, mm. and and it's crazy because that first Christmas was not a beautiful moment. Like they were they were being taxed. They had a long journey. She was about to deliver a baby in this unknown place, in a dirty, nasty place. Right after that, they are going to be refugees into a foreign country. Mm. Somebody wants to kill them. Like the Christmas story. Like this little scene. You're like, <laughs> oh. Christmas is so beautiful. And you're like, not the first one. Yes. But it is so sweet to me that like the moment Jesus arrives, the story became beautiful. Mm -hmm. He turned this raw, rough, dirty, uncelebratory moment into one that we have remembered for 2,000 years. So uh, We remember it as something beautiful because when he touched it, it, it became beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And the wise men. And the wise men. Yeah, I he think... really, like, yeah, we all decide <laughs> on like, the wise men. Yeah, I don't know. You have to. I felt like for me, that was the most relatable moment as I was watching, mm. as it comes to my relationship with Christ. And as I've worked on that, especially, like I said, in the last three years and three years ago, I really kind of had my come to Jesus moment where I'm like, I really got to understand my relationship and get to know him mm. more. And I took. President Nelson's challenge at the time too, to read all the scriptures about Christ yes. and just really mm -hmm. study him for a summer. And I felt desperate. I felt my most humble and lost and scared. And kind of by the end, you know, where I'm holding on to those last little strings, like, okay, hey, I'm doing it, I promise. Like, where, where are you? And waiting for that sun to just stay up overnight. Um, you know, and I was able to, to have that moment and to feel him and have him come to me. And so as I watched that wise man, just look in the eyes of the Christ child and just, he knew, he knew that that's mm. the gift that he had been waiting for and to see his emotion because he felt it so closely. I think I just connected so much with that, but I was also thinking as we were talking about like actual physical gifts, um, and Christ being one of our, you know, our greatest gift, um, like think about the gifts that you give people or that you receive the ones that have a lot of thought put into mm -hmm. them 
that are maybe homemade and take a lot of time are the most meaningful, the ones that have the work that go into them. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And for me, Christ is the greatest gift ever because I have put in the most time Mm -hmm. on any other gift with my relationship with him. So it's just that much more meaningful, right? Because I've Mm. worked worked on that relationship like you would on a really special gift for someone. Yeah. I, as you were talking about the wise men, I thought, here's the thing about gifts. Like they could have bought anything for themselves. It seems, you know, but he recognized there's one thing that I cannot buy. There's one thing that my status cannot bring me. And it's, um, you, right? The more unobtainable a gift is, Mm -hmm. the better that gift is. And, and, and Jesus coming to the world, condescending to the world to save us is the most unobtainable gift of all. Mm. And that's what makes it, you know, yes. Um, the greatest of, of all gifts. And yeah. And all it requires is that entering in. And I love the lesson in every one of these stories, the shepherd, those Nephite families who knelt together, the wise men, how individual that touching point was for every one of them, that welcoming in and allowing him to be part of something. And I love that within all those stories, we see different people in different walks of life and different situations and, you know, different scenarios that were happening. But we go back to that, that place that he's going to meet you in your story. He's going to come, even if it's humble, even if it's simple. For me, some of the most profound moments in my connection points with Christ have been over really simple things that I'm like, and you would remember me here mm-hmm. in, in this thing that doesn't might not seem like a big deal to anyone else, but it was to me. And that's what we kind of want you to remember after this lesson is that, that shepherd moment, that moment in Bethlehem where he showed up in that simple and that humble circumstance in that place in their story and that's where he came and and that thought about Emmanuel God with us and condescension and that coming in in simple ways that might seem really small to anyone else like no one else in Bethlehem knew that happened that night but it but it did um it was life-changing for those people who came to this place. And so as we talked about, we always love having a dessert or something you can do with your family on the night that you celebrate this Christmas lesson. And as we thought about it, we were like, we wish there was like a shepherd's cake of some (laughs) sort that we could pull together. And then we started researching and we found this Jerusalem olive oil cake that is actually so simple. Um, It's just, it is really simple. And we love the sweetness of that, that it just mm-hmm. matches this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that we're not do. doing a shepherd's pie cake. <laughs> we were thinking about that. Listen, we grew up on shepherd's pie and I hated it. And so when that was the first idea, I was like, that won't be good. But I was like, eh, let's do the olive oil. No, I love the olive oil and I love this cake. I'll show you just kind of the end product. We're just going to make some of the cake better, but it's a very simple, humble cake Mm -hmm. and I love being in the kitchen this is where the spirit I feel like starts Mm -hmm. in my home we Mm -hmm. say our family prayers here we make memories here we laugh here we cry here like this is where we scripture study this is where Mm -hmm. the spirit starts 
in this home, I feel like. It's and your so manger. It, it, your yeah, manger. it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a very sacred place to me. And so I love being in here. I love including the family. I know you make cake with the kids <laughs> and bake. And you it was a quarantine life. move, everybody. That was, it was a quarantine pretty spectacular. Move. I thought it was a pretty good first cake. It was an amazing first cake. Thank you. Your Thank mess you. stressed you. me out. Just <laughs> your mess stressed me out. Say I did good. It was awesome. She is my cake mentor. <laughs> but I watched your, your what did you do, a TikTok or yeah, Reels? Yeah, on it. And the mess happening. And no, when you're with little kids, and yeah. even big kids, it's messy. Just right. go with it. Have fun. Don't have yeah. high expectations. <laughs> be there for the memories. Um, but cake can be very simple. And, you know, it's it's a special treat to make your family, to do a homemade cake. That was why yes. I made my first cake for Weston all those years ago, was because it was like, okay, this is gonna be a gift for him. This was extra special for all the guests and everything to do something homemade, and they'd never done anything like that. So this cake is super simple, and we're just, we've got all-purpose flour. This will be on my website. We'll go through it quickly, but um, the flour, sugar, we have olive oil, which just provides, I mean, it's great for fluffiness and texture, but good, like, extra virgin olive oil, a dark olive oil is awesome in this kind of cake because you want to taste that flavor. You mm. want a little bit of that olive oil flavor. And then we have... And then, of course, right, the symbolism with Jesus yes. and yes. olive oil. So that's why we picked this you better one. Say, because, you better just say a little bit about that. Yeah, please. Right. So in, in ancient Israel, olives were everything to people. Um, they were food. They used the oil for light. It was for medicine. It was for healing. So the symbol of and olive sacrifice. oil, yeah, and they used it in the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So it just was all, almost like encompasses all things. Yeah, it permeated that, the entire society. Right, it was like the bread of life, but you really could say the olive oil of life, you know, is, is what it was. And then, and then how sweet and touching on the night that he begins to offer the greatest gift is in an, an olive press. Yeah. It's a place where that life would be pressed out of olives, you know, and life was pressed out of Jesus as well. And so it's a, um, it also is a symbol of um, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. guiding your your life. And so there's so much. Symbolism. With, yeah, with olive oil. Yeah. This will be a great one to make with your family yes. to talk about the lessons and, and talk about Christ. So we've got the olive oil. You have rising agents like a baking powder in here and some salt. We added a little citrus to just kind of spruce it up a little bit. So there's some orange zest and lemon zest. And then one of my favorite things is homemade ricotta. Which you guys have, you've got to make with your kids because it's so easy and it's fun and it's kind of a science experiment because you cook your whole milk and your heavy cream for a minute on the stove so it boils and then you add vinegar hmm. after it's cooked for a little bit and the vinegar separates it all. So then all of a sudden you just get the fat rising to the top. Mm. You put it, I get excited about food. <laughs> they talk about the scriptures and Emily talks about the Old Testament and she's like, ah, I can't wait, you know? And the DNC as you guys yeah. talk about it, I'm like, that's how I feel about cake. And she's also like, the scriptures. And ricotta. <laughs> so I light up, but awesome. partly I light up because this is, this is where Christ came down to me. This is the moment yeah. that like mm-hmm. I felt the spirit in my life started to change, especially in my relationship with my heavenly father and Christ. So I know I, that's, I get really excited. Anyway, homemade Well, it's ricotta. so sweet. I just pause for a second to say like, it's what a gift that he's given to you. And like, this is where the, he connects with you as a creator, right? Yeah. He's a creator, mm-hmm. you're a creator. It's, it really is so sweet. Thank you. It's fun. It's been really fun. Um, and okay, so make that cause that's great. And you can use it in cake, on cake, on crackers, crostinis, like just don't ever buy 
store-bought again because it's so easy and so fun okay sugar eggs so basically everything emily can't eat we're putting into the, <laughs> the citrus we said she could lick, <laughs> lick, lick, we'll lick the, the citrus. um real quick we'll just go through some really quick basics on cake making and then we'll dig in but you can find everything on my blog is we like to beat the sugar and um if you've got butter in a cake in this one we've got oil and so you've got to beat these for a couple minutes and i'll do it really briefly but if you beat your sugar and your oil hopefully you can hear me okay over this or if it's sugar and butter for like three to five minutes it gets light and fluffy and that helps your cake to rise but everything in here too is room temperature so keep that in mind let it sit out okay so we'd have our then we'd add our eggs and this is, I love this cake too. It's just simple. It's so easy to throw together. And we've got our zest in here. Let's get that off. Okay, so all our flavorings in here. And then I'm just gonna, David, do you wanna open that up? Yeah, Add I the do. ricotta. So we're mixing these. This part, good to mix on high. Do you need a spoon to scoop that out? Yeah, and to taste it. <laughs> no. I really did want to eat it. I dump it in? Yeah, just dump it in. Like fully? <laughs> yeah, all, all of it. Okay. All of it. Good. The ricotta adds such a great, like, tender, mm. moist texture. Oh. <laughs> I love cheese so much. Oh, I, I do too. too. I do too. Okay. And then now that we've got, like, that all our wet so ingredients. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you want to dip. We just have our flour, and then because we're adding our leavening agents, which is the baking powder and the salt, now we have to do a low speed. If you oh, overmix okay. your batter, it will sink. It will be dense. So you have to be just gentle and um, just mix until it's incorporated. And then we're just going to bake it in a single 8-inch pan, and and that's it. And then I'm going to set this to the side so you can we can pull over our finished cake. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, we'll just move that wherever. Okay. Um, so our finished product is right here. And then I just I'm took... so excited. <laughs> I'm like drooling a little. Uh, we just this have... is our best oh. episode. <laughs> You're going to want food in every episode now, right? Dude, we um, this do. is just the homemade ricotta with some heavy whipping cream. And then oh, you your uh, a little powdered sugar. And we're just gonna put this on top. So if you wanted to decorate it, I would just do something simple for, I just cut up my oranges and my lemons really thin and I laid them out overnight on a paper towel and dried them. So then we could just oh, that's have- that's so interesting. So you didn't have to put them in the oven or nope, anything. Just you just left them, left out. them out on the counter. Yep, so you could do something layer them a little bit and it would be really so pretty. pretty. This was my favorite part of the Jerusalem cake was- It's so simple. The ones that have citrus, some have simple. Almonds. Oh, it would be really pretty too if you wanted to have it be a little more Christmassy. You could put some rosemary mm -hmm. on top, just some leaves, some stems, and yeah. add a few cranberries. So it could be really easy to decorate. There's no tools, anything. So this is just fun and simple to do with your your kids. But we want to taste it. So um, this kind of cake too, like reminds me of a snack cake. Yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, I could have it for breakfast. I could have it in the afternoon after school. Just a little snack cake. How fun would it be as a little breakfast? Breakfast cake oh, on Christmas yes. morning. You know, I'm like, that's totally a breakfast yes. cake. It's basically a muffin, right? There's yeah. not all the extra frosting. So, and then I'm going to just drizzle in a little extra. Honey, honey, you guys, this has all the Jerusalem stuff. <laughs> honey, citrus, 
almonds. Okay, Emily, do you want to smell it? Bon appetit. That's so bad, I actually do. Does anyone else have celiacus like me and you just, you all of a sudden your smell sense is one of your favorites? I will make you a gluten-free, dairy-free. Oh, what else What else so do we have to be good. wary of? That's it. That's it? Just well, the dairy? I have more, but soy. You don't put soy in cakes. No, 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 no. But if I could, can I use regular sugar? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. The next time. Okay. When we, can we do it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it. I'll Listen. I always think people fake on the food shows when they have the bite and they're like, mmm, but legit, <laughs> I always, I'm like, yeah, right. Everything doesn't taste that good, but this really does taste super good. It's really good, huh? Like it's not a fake. That's not fake. Which makes me so happy because he was so mad when I told him we are making a Jerusalem olive cake. He was like, what? I know. Are I was like, what about like a chocolate one or like a... Candy cane. Yeah. I dressed like for a candy cane. They did not have candy canes in Jerusalem. I know. The shepherds. It's a shepherd's hook. That's oh. why I dress like it. <laughs> this is really so freaking good. <laughs> like, I like. That's so fun. All right. Well, thanks for keeping me happy. I will finish the lesson. Okay, you finish the lesson. We're just going to sit here. Um, I, I just want to take us back to Moroni 10, which we're actually going to. Did we just talk about it? I can't remember when we record this. Yeah, because the Christmas lesson is last. So is we it? talked okay, about yeah. it last week. Um, but Moroni 10, there is that one verse that is so good, actually, too. In verse 17 and verse 18 of Moroni 10, it talks After about listing all, all the these gifts, gifts that, right? that he's going to bring, that you're going to find in your life. And then it says this, And all these gifts come by the Spirit of Christ, and they come unto every man severally, according as he will, which I just love that it, it's almost as if he's saying they come to every man individually, according as he will. In the Doctrine and Covenants, it tells us according to the conditions and the particulars of your life. Mm. That's how the gift will come. And then it says this. And that word severally. And the idea of according as he will yes. and how, like, just how, just good, how good he, good is. he yeah. is. When you look at Christmas, and the yep. healing and the cross. You're like, I know he's a good God. Yes. So the gifts he's going to bring yeah, are going to And then be in good. verse 18, which you know and probably love already, I would exhort you, my beloved brethren, that ye remember that every good gift cometh of Christ. And what a great remember. that! And, and those good gifts are those meaningful gifts that you talked about. And it's what he specializes in. Yeah. He's going to come and, and meet you where you are, as you are. And whatever is happening in your story, he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. That is our witness to you at this Christmas season is that he, he will come where you are and as you are. And he will bring the gifts you need into that moment. Amen. Amen. All right. See you Thanks next for week. coming. Doctor Very, Covenants, yeah, Doctor and Covenants. Oh, Merry, so Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Should do a Doctor and Covenants cake. Oh, Did I just did. click this? Bye. <laughs> This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.